episode of Pacey Performance Bite Size features a clip from episode number 305 with Patrick Ward. And this clip is all about how tech companies and player tracking companies can make their data and their systems more applicable for those that are on the ground using them and how the people on the ground using them can operationalize that data. But just before we do dive into this episode with Patrick, I want to say a big thanks to Rock Daisy for sponsoring this episode today. So Rock Daisy's best-in-class athlete management system enables strength coaches, sports science, and front office personnel to easily centralize, access, track, and analyze all of their athlete performance data. No more endless spreadsheets and logging into multiple systems. Check out rockdaisy.com for a free trial. Just moving back into, into the sports science world, and we had a little bit of a chat about my previous career at um, within a sports tech company. But oh, yeah. I just wanted to get your I just wanted to get your take on where we're at when it comes to train load monitoring tools. What what could where a comp what what questions companies are trying to answer and where they could actually improve with with what the pr- practitioner, i.e. you actually want um i think that's an inch it's always an interesting one uh only from the standpoint that we have lots of technologies available in the in the uh in that space and i don't know that they're necessarily concerned with solving the practitioner's problems as much as they are with selling the technology <laughs> okay right? i mean it's a business okay. you know it's a business oh, yeah I understand. and, yep. and so um, so I am kind of, uh, I'm sensitive to that. I get it. Um, I mean, I, I've worked at Nike in the research lab. I kind of know that things have to sell in order for investors to be happy and, and stuff like that. I mean, I guess I'll start answering that question by saying technology doesn't solve problems. Um, people solve problems. And I think that since the people are solving the problems, um, as sports scientists dealing with sports science technology, I think we need to be really sharp on asking the question, are the technologies that we're using able to inform us about our processes or are they just creating more noise? And so you see this all the time, conferences, you'll see it on Twitter, people put up this, oh, here's my new dashboard and it's got all the bells and whistles. And I often look at that and I'm like, Man, is this going to help you make a better decision? Like, I don't know where to start with this. Which which component of this has anything to do with decision making? It's nice, it's showy, it's you know, a nice athlete management system, but I don't know that it's going to necessarily help people make a logical decision when it comes time to making that decision. So th- that's what I always start with first. Is if I'm going to take on a new technology, the first thing I want to know is in our environment. Can I reliably collect this data? And then does it actually provide me with the information that I think it's supposed to provide me with, right? Is it valid for for doing what it says it does? We actually do that in our setting um, just in-house. So I'll I'll run my own um, reliability studies and validity studies. You know, usually if I'm going to explore a new technology, I'll take it on myself. So I'll put it on, go out for a run. Um, pull out the data. Okay, what does this say? You know, what do I think it means? What can I potentially use this for? What if I ask these questions? If I get comfortable with it, then I might 
recruit some of the medical staff, the, the ATs and the strength staff, and we'll do a little bit of a pilot study and say like, okay, well, what if, you know, how reliable is this and what, what does the information mean and what does it mean for different body types and all of those kinds of things. Um, and then if we feel good about that, we can move to sort of trialing it with a, a subset of the population. So maybe it's some of the practice squad players, maybe it's guys that are towards end stage of rehab. Um, if we have a, a good feel then for what the data is, is providing us, we start to structure or think about a way to operationalize that with, you know, across a club. Um, and for, for us, our clubs are larger than, uh, you know, Premier League clubs and, and things like and AFL clubs. So it, it is a little bit more tricky. And so then maybe that's like a season, the next season. So maybe it took a season for us to get there. And then the next season, we're going to try and really take a step and roll this out. Um, that's kind of the process that we go through. And, and we do that because I want to make sure that the things that I collect are actually informing the process. I would rather collect three things that we know a lot about than 30 things that we only know a little bit about each one. And that, that's what I often see with the dashboards that people put online. It's like, you have, you showed me 20 things. And if 18 of them were in the green, because everything has to be a green, yellow, red traffic light for some reason, if 18 of them were in the green and two of them were in the red, what do you tell your coach? And oftentimes people will come back and, and they'll give you the, oh, well, it depends on which two, because if it's these two, we're really concerned. And if it's these two, we're not. And I'm like, well, so if you have four things up there that you're really concerned about, that would actually, would actually a flag in those, one of those four things would, would kind of push you to want to go tell the coach, let's remove 16 of them. And try and really study those four things and be very good at understanding what that means. You know, the players have tons of touch points. They come in, they get, you know, they meet with the equipment staff, they go to nutrition, they get some food, they got, you know, they got to go to their locker, they got to meet with media, their coaches, practice. You know, the last thing we want is to add more touch points to that day because it just becomes obnoxious for them. So I'd rather be really um, clear on the key things that we want to, um, that we want to collect and also, um, also be able to show that they mean something that allows us to make a better decision. Um, Cause otherwise we're just creating noise. Uh, you, you can do social experiments. We, we, you, you know, Dean, um, Absolutely. who worked here for a bit. So, you know, one, I, I did a social experiment with him once where he asked me to build on him or with him. Well, on him. Uh, he asked okay. me, yeah, he asked me to build him this report that um, I didn't think was going to be particularly useful, uh, but I did it anyway. And so I added it to the, the daily mix. So I build this report and he's like, got it. And he you know looks at it and talks about it. And then slowly he stops talking about it. So I said, okay, I'm going to no longer do this report and see how long it takes him to realize that I'm no longer doing the report. Uh, and that'll really tell me a lot about whether I think the report is actually influencing decision-making. So it took him about five days. Um, and then he was like, hey, you didn't do that report. And I said, yeah, I'm never doing it again. Because if if it's not important that you're going to use it every day, it, we're just, we're not creating something that, you know, not, not, and not, not to say that there aren't reports that are weekly or something like that, but this is something that was daily, you know? So it's like, 
we don't need to create more noise, right? We don't need to create a random number generator that just pops up numbers. Um, we want to we want to identify things that tell us something meaningful and help inform the process. I just want to talk about that operationalizing the process of operationalizing that technology. What's that process look like? Of how it's actually because there's plenty of technology out there. Yeah, there's. I'm I'm guessing that plenty would maybe tick that box of valid and reliable i don't know yeah. maybe but actually yeah maybe not maybe that's that's false um but actually getting it into the club so it becomes operational across the across the organization mm-hmm. how do you ensure that can happen I'm guessing that's a quite a difficult thing to to go through um it is difficult i think so you know the first part that i kind of explained like trying stuff on myself maybe rec- mm. recruiting a few of the staff that you know, that can do a, um, be subjects in a reliability study and, and that kind of stuff. You know, our scouts make fun of me because sometimes during training camp, they would look out on the field and I'd be running up and down it with a little, you know, sensors on and they're like, and the laptops open. So at every lap I stop and I, you know, record some notes and then I go and they're like, what are you doing? And yeah, yeah it's all in the name of science, but, um, you know, th- that legwork is vital because it, it shows the staff and so since we're talking about sports science technology, it shows the strength staff and the medical staff that this is important enough for us to delve into. If I can get to a point where I can show that it's reliable and I can provide some analysis that explains something that's going to be useful to them, that starts the process of operationalizing it because now I have buy-in. And, and that's where I, that's where I always try and start. You know, when I started, I went, when I started my first day at the club, I went to the medical staff, I went to the strength staff. And the first question I ask is, you know, af- after the pleasantries, the first question that I ask is, um, you know, if there's one or two or three things that you always felt like you wanted to know about the players, that if you had that information, it could maybe, you know, help you do your job more efficiently or make a better decision you know, just jot those things down and let's think about them. And maybe we can find ways of collecting that information. I'll, I'll you know, figure out a way to get that. Um, so operationalizing something like this, it has to be something that isn't important to me. It's not like one of, you know, another one of Patrick's science projects. It has to be something that's important to the staff because ultimately they're going to have to be the ones that help collect it with the players. They're going to have to answer the questions that the players have. And so I have to make sure that whatever I'm using, I can turn it back and say, hey, I vetted this. I think it can be useful to do these things. And this these things are important because dot, dot, dot. And this is how I think we can maybe work it into the daily schedule. And if I can show them that, then I have them bought in like, okay, yeah, I see why this is important. How, how can we help? But it's, but it has to be things that are important to them or you have to make, you have to show it, you know, you have to show it out in a way that, Hey, this is going to be important for you going forward because otherwise it's, it's, you know, it's cool for me. It's just like a little science project, but I'm not necessarily um, helping. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Pacey Performance Bite Size. So this clip came from episode number 305 with Patrick Ward, and you can find the full episode on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Big thanks to Rock Daisy for sponsoring this episode today, and I'll chat to you next time.